0: What it do, baby? Yes, sir. How about that? How about that game? Let me tell you something. We got a little W here for the New York Jets, and I cannot be happier to come and speak to you on the Time to Jets podcast, which, of course, you are listening to right now on Apple Spotify, or Amazon, and of course, you know, if you're listening on one of those right now, you are going to be hooking it up with a subscribe, and if you could, we always appreciate those five-star ratings. You know what it is, baby. I just want to let you know one more time, thank you for being a listener. Thank you for sticking through these brutal first three games of the season and making it to this week four where we can finally We can finally, once again, gang, green nation, come together and celebrate a little victory. And I got to tell you something, people. You can hit me up at ZooBeard77 on the Twitter machine. Z-O-O-B-E-A-R-D-77. Let me know how you are feeling right now. Let me know what you're thinking about this Jets team. And, I mean, don't get too crazy because... We're not going very much different than we were two days ago, but you know what? We got a victory and we did a hell of a job getting it. This team deserves a lot of credit for what they were able to do today. The offense, I mean, God bless. They came out and they looked like the worst thing that I ever seen in my life. They looked like a a dog turd on a damn corner of the street in 95 degree heat with the sun beaming down on it. That's what they were looking like in the first quarter. And honestly, I was thinking to myself, God damn it, here we go again. This is another brutal loss. This is another brutal game for this Jets team. And then you know what happened? They went and they put together a drive. And I haven't seen this team put together a drive in a long damn time. And in reality, it was almost 10 quarters. But still, it felt like a long damn time. It felt like it was about two years since I saw this team put an offensive drive together. But reality, it was in Carolina. It still felt long, but you know what? That drive did a lot. It showed the defense, hey, you got an offense who can play for you a little bit today. Go out there and do a little bit more because you know what? These guys might show up. They might show out. They might get you a little something today. And the defense showed out too. But I want to start out. I want to start out the podcast for this post-game celebration reaction. And, I mean, I'm calling it a celebration because – Last week, we were all here reading the obituary for the New York Jets and saying that this season was going to be a complete and total waste and perhaps even even look like a non-win season, an 0-17 season. And that was being said by a lot of people, not just the people in the New York media, absolutely. It was the people all over the damn country. And they were talking specifically about how bad this offense looked. And I got to be honest with you, this offense did look terrible. And I already alluded to that earlier. I said they looked like a turd on the ground in the sun. So that's not very, it's not very high praise for how they came out and started this game. And Mike LaFleur, I mean, you have to assume that he looked and he saw what was happening. In that first quarter, and he decided, okay, we need to start to make some plays. We need to start making some things happen. And we need to start calling some things. And he started calling some damn plays, that's for sure. And the other thing that started to happen for this Jets offense is wide receivers started to catch passes, which is one of the most novel concepts that I've ever heard in my entire life for how you get an offense going and the receivers finally did their job and I am so beyond happy to say that Corey Davis today went out there and gave you four receptions for 111 yards and a tutty. Keelan Cole made some massive catches he only had three on the game but every single one of them felt like it was one of the biggest catches the Jets have had in a couple of years and finally that man, Jamison Crowder, who I said, hey, watch out. You know what? He might give Zach Wilson that safety blanket that he's been missing throughout the year so far. Jamison Crowder had seven catches, 61 yards and a touchdown. So, that being said, this offense looked a hell of a lot better because they had receivers who were able to make plays on the ball and decided that, you know what, today is the day that we're going to Actually, play with some pride. Actually, play with some confidence, and get a damn win. And it didn't start out good. Corey Davis looked terrible early. Zach wasn't making great throws, but Zach rebounded. Zach got himself to a line of 21-34, which is 62% completion, if I do say so myself. With two interceptions and a pick, which, if we're gonna be if we're gonna be blaming somebody, it was Corey Davis's fault because. It was a tough, eh, honestly, I don't want to put that on anybody. Davis slipped. It's hard to blame him for that. It's one thing if it goes through his hands. It's another if he slips. That's just a tough luck interception there for Wilson. I don't want to put too much on him for that. And that's why his QBR for the day was 97.3, which is, it's not 158, which I, you know, I'm not a QBR guy, but I know that's the highest. It's not that. But it's a hell of a lot better from the 32% that he had last week and the, 40%, the 40-something percent that he had versus the Pats. That is improvement, if I do say so myself. And if you watch Zach Wilson today, I tweeted it out. When he made that throw, when he made that throw, when he was rolling out, bombed it downfield, and Keelan Cole came down with it around the, I believe it was the 15-yard line, that was one of the things that I noted in the beginning that Zach Wilson could do, that people were comparing him to Patrick Mahomes for and Aaron Rodgers for. It's his ability to get on the run and throw the ball. And by saying that, by saying that's the comparison that people have, by saying, hey, that's the point, that's why they say it, that's not saying he's as good as Aaron Rodgers or Patrick Mahomes. It's just the reality of the fact that he can throw the ball on the run about as good as anybody in this league. And, I mean, he's gotten all the opportunities in the world to do it so far, which is unfortunate. And I'll get to the offensive line in just a second. But Zach Wilson, he took a step forward today that was absolutely necessary, and we needed to see. He won a game. Zach Wilson won a football game. Now, the defense played a big role in it. The defense did a lot. But Zach Wilson put together drives that he wasn't putting together a couple of weeks ago. He was putting the ball in places that he had to put it, in spots where he needed to put it there. Now, there were some terrible, terrible misses that he had, including missing Corey Davis twice at the end of the game. One on a post down the middle where he was taken off and he was wide open. That would have ended the game because you would have scored on a probably 60-yard touchdown there. That's fine. But the pass that he missed to Corey Davis where he overthrew him when he was wide open on the out right at the first down marker, that's the one where you have to say to yourself, Zach, we're sitting down in film. We need to make sure we are making these passes. You can't overthrow Corey Davis in a situation where you can win the game. And the Jets would have won the game with that pass right there. 24-17 would have been the final score. You would have ran the ball up the middle, then taken two knees, that would have been it. It wouldn't even be a question. I don't even know I don't even know if there's any type of question to that being the finality of the game if that happened. But those are the types of things that you need to expect to happen when you have a rookie quarterback. So as much as I want to say, you know, damn, Zach, you need to be better there. It's hard to really get on a rookie because there's time for him to get to learn and he's supposed to make these errors right now you're supposed to expect your rookie quarterback to maybe overthrow in a receiver when you're close in a game at the end of the game because it's tight and it's the NFL and it's the first time he's experiencing a game like that so I can't put that much on Zach for that but I really do hope Mike LaFleur goes into the video room goes and makes sure that Zach sees, hey, let's just make sure we keep our composure late in the game. It's no different than any other point in the game. It's the same game. The only difference is the time on the clock. And reality is, is that time on the clock shouldn't matter to you. You should be playing the game the same way regardless. So that's something you need to get through to Zach. It's going to be a big, I think, probably a big part of his career. We haven't seen him in any games like this so far, so it's the first time, and we're getting a chance to say, okay, pressure might be something that creeps in on him a little bit, but that's nothing new for a rookie quarterback. That's nothing new for a guy like Zach Wilson, and you're going to have to give him that opportunity to grow. Hopefully, our guy Mike LaFleur is able to do something about that and I say our guy very tentatively there because he's currently our OC and you know what he had a decent day today but as long as Zach Wilson is able to put up days like this you're going to continue to remember that Zach Wilson is the guy for this franchise those throws were real that performance was real that was Zach Wilson that's what he's going to be He's not going to be a guy who sits in the pocket like Peyton or Tom Brady or Drew Brees or any of the great quarterbacks prior to them. He's not. That's just not what he's going to do. He's going to move around. He's going to make some throws where you're going to say, holy crap, is this going to get completed? And it does because that's modern NFL and that's an athletic quarterback who is able to throw on the run with the accuracy of a guy like Peyton in the pocket. That's that's the comparison that you need to use for Zach Wilson on the run. Zach Wilson on the run is like Peyton in his prime in the pocket. And it might not be that way right now, and I might be getting a little bit ahead of myself. But I am willing to say that that's what Zach Wilson's skill set is, and that's what he's going to be. He is going to be that player. You saw it today. He was a field general on offense, and that's what you want to see. A couple of throws were off. Don't expect anything less from a rookie quarterback. And if you're sitting there right now and you are looking at this, oh, oh there was a little mistro there, oh, there's was a little something here, oh, there's was a little something there, you know what? You're overanalyzing because right now you have to look at this kid for what he is. Four games in, in his career and he finally had a big moment. I mean, dude, 200 plus yards, 297 damn yards, is not a little number that you can spit at. And this this was a defining performance, in my opinion, for Zach Wilson. This was a kid who was hearing it from everybody, every which way you could possibly get it. He was hearing it. The team was putting it on him. My man, Greg Van Rotten, of all players on this team, Greg Van Rotten, called my guy out. So you know he was hearing it from everybody. I mean, when Greg Van Rotten is calling you out for being a bad football player or for making poor decisions on the football field, you know something might be going wrong there. And, I mean, he had Greg Van Rotten. That's a whole nother story. And he is still not where he needs to be. But, again, Zach Wilson overcame that pathetic performance. Zach Wilson overcame what his offensive line was doing for him today. Zach Wilson overcame this game. And that's what you want to see from him. That's what you want to, you want to see him make these completions. You want to see him get out on the run. You want to see him be comfortable. And he was comfortable all day long. And that's not because of anybody besides himself. Zach Wilson, hats off to you, my man. This game, this performance, I'm cheersing to it right here, brother, brother. Here you go. Woof. Ah, beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. By the way, if uh, any beverage company would like to sponsor us, I am more than willing to uh, drink your alcoholic or non-alcoholic beverage. Right here on the Time to Jets podcast, which is exclusively found on wherever you find your podcasts, but especially Apple, Spotify, and Amazon. And you know me, I'm Zoobeard. Hit me up at Zoobeard 77 on the Twitter machine. Now that we are back into the mix, though, I would like to get on to Zach Wilson's offensive line before I hit the defense and give the defense the love and credit they deserve for this game. I want to hit that offensive line because we've been getting on them a lot. I've been getting on them heavily over the past three weeks, especially over the past two weeks. But today, you saw this Jets offensive line start to play a little bit of a better game. And I got to be honest, outside of, you know what, Landry was a problem for everybody on this line. So I can't put anything that he did on anybody specifically. He's very fast and he's very good. That's going to be a dude who is a top pass rusher in this league for a long time coming. And maybe he's not there yet, but that's a dude who is going to do a lot of big things. Remember the name Harold Landry. However, this O-line did a great job. I have to give them credit where credit is due. You saw... Morgan Moses, play like the veteran, the stud veteran that you need him to be in order to win these games. You saw him become that. Elijah Vera Tucker, you know what? He made some bad plays. He made a really bad illegal man downfield penalty early on in the game, and that hurt a little bit. But the team was able to overcome it, and he was able to overcome it and have a really, really good game. And overall, when you look at this Jets offensive line, I want to say something that is going to blow everybody's mind right now. Are you guys ready? Are you guys ready? There was one sack. You guys want to know how many QB hits there were? There was one QB hit. Holy Lord, we did it, people. The O line protected Zach Wilson and we won a game. Novel, again, novel concept. Receivers catch the ball. O-line protects the quarterback, and you are able to win games. That is the rule. That is it. That's the damn science. There is nothing more to find out. Just do that. Protect the damn quarterback. Catch the ball. That's how you win. They did it today. (laughs) the run game yeah the run game might not have had a good day they had 66 yards total and they rushed the ball a good amount of times they were averaging under three yards a carry that is not what you want to see out of the run game but you know what keeping zach wilson off of his ass for a majority of the game i mean wilson dropped back 35 times i mean you know what i mean. To go down one time, that's pretty freaking good. I'll give this O-line the credit they deserve today, especially with what Harold Landry was able to do on certain plays, especially with how this Tennessee defense has played in the past. You got to give credit where credit is due. Now, obviously, this wasn't a top-ten defense. This wasn't a special defense. But they're a veteran defense, a defense that knows how to play. And Zach Wilson and his offensive line was able to hold up a little bit. Now, there were a bunch of plays where I was watching Greg Van Rotten, and he did a terrible job, but you know what? Overall, he didn't do terribly. There were a couple of really bad plays. There were a couple of plays where he looked lost, and I would still consider making sure that he knows that his job is not secure just so that he knows he needs to play up a little bit. But... Greg Van Rotten, for as much as I destroyed you last week and for as much as I called you out for talking trash about Zach Wilson, you played better this week, and I got to give you credit for it. And I got to give the whole O-line credit for that performance this week. Keeping Zach off his ass was necessary. The guy's been hit over 30 times this year already. You could not let that number get up to 40, let let alone the potential of it getting up to 50 times today. If that happens, you're in bad trouble. You need more games like this from the offensive line if you want to see more games like this from Zach Wilson this season. And I love it. I loved seeing it. The big boys finally got to eat a little bit. Shout out to them for doing their thing. George Van had a nice game. couple of tough ones, again, like Van Rotten. But overall, solid game. Gotta love what you see out of those boys. And... I hope to continue to see it going forward. Although, I was saying the same type of thing after New England when they were getting some good rushing yards and they were keeping Zach off his ass. You know, I was saying, "Eh, all right, the O-line's a little bit better here. And then they sucked in week three. So we can't get our hopes too far up. But the O-line did a great job today, and I will give them credit for that, boys, because we got a little W action. There we go, baby. Yeah. Woo! Oh man, and this this wouldn't have been a W though without that defense. It really would not have been. And uh, I'm gonna take a quick sip of this little uh, twisted joint I got right here. I don't want to give them the full plugs. They don't they don't pay me. So, scrum. Ah, but once again, I will get us to our defense. That is, in my opinion, one of the best defensive units in the entire league i really do believe that and the reason i do is because they're on the field every single game for damn near 40 plus minutes a game which if you don't know in a 60 minute nfl football game is more than half of the game they are on there and they are doing things that i mean you would find unbelievable with the with the type of players that they have out there, with the type of secondary that they have out there. And the secondary, trust me, they made some terrible plays today. I mean, for God's sake, can we not have a pass interference on fourth and forever in overtime when you're about to win the damn game? I mean, come on, people. Let's be a little smarter here, okay? Let's be a little bit smarter. Let's time it a little better, and let's make sure we're playing the proper coverage. And there are questions to be had about the coverage. But today's not the day to raise those questions. Because Bryce Hall played one of the better games I have seen out of him in his entire career. And I know that's only about a year and a half. Maybe you want to say, what, however you want to say, his career has been long so far. He is a dude that stepped up today and made plays. He, was not, he wasn't a lockdown corner. Like, don't get me wrong, and I mean he wasn't going up against Julio, and he wasn't going up against A.J. Brown. The guy made plays, and you weren't getting very much to go on Bryce Hall today. That's hopefully the type of game that raises his confidence and shows him, hey, man, you're better than people in this league. You are able to shut people down. You are able to get to balls and swat them and potentially pick them. Know that. Know that you are an NFL starter at corner. Hopefully, today was the day where Bryce Hall realized that he is a starter at the corner spot in the NFL. Because he played his ass off, and he deserves that type of feeling. And I hope he has it. But this defense as a whole really just obliterated this game, and they deserve a ton of respect. They deserve a ton of credit and a ton of respect. Because, I mean, the fourth quarter... That first drive, when Tennessee was just marching down the field and score that touchdown, it looked like that offensive line was bullying this Jets defense, and Derrick Henry was just going to be able to run through everybody, and it wasn't even going to be a question of when he's going to get to, of how he's going to get to the end zone, of if he's going to get to the end zone, but when he's going to get to the end zone. And the Jets, for two straight drives, they kicked Tennessee out three and out. And that was able to get them 14 points and tied the damn game up and take the lead in that time frame, which set it up where, you know what, Tennessee makes a big drive at the end of the game where they're making big-time conversions, making big-time passes, and Derrick Henry's running like a fiend. You know what, that's going to happen sometimes. They're going to get there, especially when you're getting them three and out, two drives in a row prior to that. You're not going to get very many offenses out three three and outs three times in a row. That's just (laughs) a lot to ask of your defense. But this defense stepped the F up today. They were getting to Tannehill. They were making him uncomfortable. And that's why Tennessee was unable to do as much as they wanted in the pass game. Although they got 294 yards, actually, excuse me, 298 yards passing, they didn't get everything they wanted. Most of those passing yards were on, second and long third and long in order to get them closer to the marker they weren't necessarily gaining them that big of yardage and i mean the reason that wasn't happening was because this jets d was getting to the quarterback and that's exactly what you want to see out of these guys i mean you have a bunch of dudes on this defense on this defensive line on this front that are able to get to the quarterback that are skilled players that are able to get to the quarterback, and they did it today. Our man, this is literally our guy, Quinnen Williams. I love you, man. You were a dude we were we were looking for early in the game, and you did it. Seven tackles, two sacks. That's what you want to see out of Big Q. You need him to be that guy because when he's that guy, you are a destructive defense. And this defense was nothing short of destructive. Now, the two sacks today, that brings Quinnen up to three and a half for the entire season. And I got to be honest with you, that's exactly what you want to see out of him. You want to keep that number growing, you want to keep Quinnen's presence growing, you want to make people take note that Quinnen Williams is on the interior D-line, and we need to make sure we're double, triple teaming his ass, because he is a game wrecker, and today, Big Q, you were a game wrecker, brother, game ball to you, my man, in my book, game ball to you, game ball to Zach Wilson, shout outs, boy, that is a hell of a performance, I love you, my man. And you know who else I love? I love your brother Quincy. He woof. Quincy Williams is the surprise of the year. He is the signing of the year. He is the he is that dude. I mean, the surprise, whatever you want to call him. This man is playing like a man possessed. Quincy Williams. 12 tackles, 2 tackles for losses, and one of those tackle for losses, you know what it was? It was a sack. He played The position of linebacker about as well as anybody could play it. I mean, this dude closes out on these short little dump-off passes on these screens about as good as anybody I have ever seen from the linebacking position. And that's a little bit of an overstatement because I've had a bunch of these twisted tees. But he has been playing a hell of a position this year. And he's doing his job. I mean, he's making difference out there. Who would have ever thought Quincy Williams was going to be a guy who's getting 12 tackles and a sack in a game for the Jets this year? I didn't. Him to do this, I mean, wow, the Jets really found a guy just out of nowhere. I'm pairing him alongside with C.J. Mosley, who I might have to say, had a sack himself and uh, might have outdid Quincy a little bit with the tackles as he had 14. You put Quincy and CJ back there, and a lot of teams are not going to want to go anywhere near that linebacking core. They're not going to want to run the ball. They're not going to want to do anything where those two guys can get involved in a play. That's where this Jets defense is starting to go, and I want to give CJ a little love because I love CJ Mosley so much. Like I've I have been such a huge C.J. Mosley fan since I was in high school watching him play at Alabama, being a defensive kid in high school and just loving watching this guy play, loving watching Alabama's defense play with him as the Mike backer, and to watch him go out there today and be the quarterback of his defense and put guys in the right position. And you saw it a lot; you he was putting guys in the right spot when that offense for Tennessee was calling audibles. He was coming out, and he was flying to the ball. He has done a hell of a job of making himself a linebacker that can play in this Rob solid defense and wood brick defense as well. Ooh, that was another crayon. Sorry about that. <laughs> but this is the time, man. This is the way. Oh, I am so happy this linebacking course together. Quincy and CJ. That's a duo right there, and they mentioned it on the broadcast today, so... Shout-out to the national media for recognizing Quincy Williams and C.J. Mosley as a legitimate elite linebacking duo. And I say elite, I mean it. And, I mean, you can't have an elite linebacking duo, though, without a great off, great defensive line, almost an offensive. Damn, I mean, you have to have a bad offensive line to have a great linebacking duo, but that's a whole nother conversation. <laughs> And I already mentioned Quentin, who had a great game, but you got Huff, who got himself a sack and a half, including one that was just, you know, a little risky business at the end of the game, and that was nice. I mean, Huff, Huff is a dude who, he's got to be good because he's a depth man, and you need him for a rotation, and you need him to be good in that rotation. Franklin Myers, that's our guy. That is our guy, John Franklin Myers, got himself a sack today. And you know what else? He also got himself a little banged up. So we have to keep an eye on John Franklin Myers now, make sure that it looked like it was his hamstring that was the issue. We have to make sure that that hammy is okay. We need Jets tactics to make sure this is the most delicate hamstring that they have in their possession right now. And I say possession, that's a terrible word to use. He... This is the biggest hamstring that they have ever worked on in this moment, and they need to make sure they dictate all of their time, all of their effort to this hamstring. (laughs) Because John Franklin Myers, without him, this defense, I don't know how good they are. He has been a rock. He is a stud out there for this team, and I want to see him continue to grow, continue to get burned as much as possible, because if he's able to do that, I'm telling you right now, John Franklin Myers is getting 10 sacks this year. That's not even a question. It's going to happen if he's able to stay out there. You just have to make sure that he's able to stay out there. So we'll keep a we'll keep an eye on the John Franklin Myers injury situation and hope for the best there. But to top off the look at this Jets defense today, I just want to say Derrick Henry, he had a pretty damn good game. So, anybody that wants to say Derrick Henry had a bad game, he had 157 yards rushing and 20 20 yards receiving. It's 177 damn yards, which oddly enough is about as much, not about, it is as much yards as the Titans had rushing the ball today. But Derrick Henry to have 177 yards, I mean, the dude had a day. You're not stopping Derrick Henry. That's just, he's a bull. That is a legitimate defensive end, playing running back with the speed of, I mean, if you want me to be completely honest, a wide receiver. And for them to limit what Derrick Henry was able to do today was the reasoning, was the sole reason for why these New York Jets are not 0-4, and they are instead 1-3. and And I want to remind you real quick that this team is going to London to play Atlanta next week. And that's going to be an early game that's going to be at 9 a.m. next Sunday. So expect the week five pregame podcast to be out Saturday afternoon. Let's call it, I don't know, five o'clock by then. But you know how you know when that podcast will drop? You can subscribe right now, wherever you are listening to this, whether that be Apple, Spotify, Amazon, or I mean, if there's somewhere else you're listening to it. God bless. I don't know about it, but I hope you're enjoying the podcast and continue to listen on that site and if they have the option uh you know what a five-star review would never hurt anybody and i mean it's it's uh it's what we appreciate here it's how you pay us love and i pay you love by saying i love you i love you jets fans who are listening to the time to jets podcast and if you guys have any uh love or hate you would like to send my way, send it over here at ZooBeard77, Z-O-O-B-E-A-R-D-77 on the Twitter. And I will reply to those tweets. I will read the best ones out right here on air. And, I mean, I got to be honest, there were some crazy tweets coming throughout this game. I was given some crazy tweets throughout this uh, throughout this day as well. So, <laughs> this is a good one right here. For the end of the game, our good man Bullock hooked us up with a miss. And if you go on my Twitter, you will see uh, my reaction and uh, love for our guy Bullock as he missed that Randy. I mean, jawbreaker, (laughs) he said on the Twitter machine, he said, Yep, the pop-belly pig Bullock choked as usual. See the Bengals for details. And he's not wrong. He was a though as well, and he was a Houston Texan, and I saw him miss enough of those where I knew there was a chance. At 49 yards, our man, the pot belly pig, Randy Bullock, was going to miss that, and I shouldn't call anybody a pot belly pig. I mean, look at myself. I'm a full-bellied pig, so <laughs> a cauldron belly pig, as they might say. Steven Simmons, my guy, my guy Steve, he said, Jets D made Henry look human. And I don't fully agree with you, my man, there, because I already alluded to it. Derrick Henry had 177 total yards of offense, so it's hard to say they made him look human, but they made this Titans offense look eh, not that good without Julio and A.J. Brown. So, you know what, you got to take advantage of that sometimes, and you got to look good. And you know what, to the point that you're trying to make, they did make Derrick Henry not look that great. They didn't let Derrick Henry break off a 25, 30-yard run on them, like a lot of teams do. They didn't let Derrick take one to the house from them on them from the 50-yard line. So, yeah, in that case, Steve, man, I agree with you 100%. But, I mean, overall, Derrick had a pretty good game, so I I can't kill him too much. But the defense, they crush it. They had a good one out here today. And uh, finally, <laughs> our guy Joe, our guy Joe and Clark, he mentioned the Giants' comeback, and then he mentioned that they were dead in the game. This was during the Jets blowing the game, so I want—I'm going to read Joe's uh, tweet for a word here. I want to say, what a comeback by Giants! Thought they were dead in this game. I got to be honest with you, Joe, when you tweeted that out, I thought the Jets were dead in the game. So, my man, I'm going to give you the credit for why the Jets won this ballgame because they must have seen your tweet, and they must have been like, okay, we can't let Joe and Clark be right one more time here. We can't let the Giants get a good win and us blow one right here right now. And with that being said, taking a look at the Twitter comments, which, of course, you can hit me up at with at zoobeard 77 always and i read the best ones out right here on the podcast but with that done we have to get to the beautiful three takeaways of the game which everybody everybody who is listening has been waiting for i know desperately to hear takeaway number one the Williams brothers are the newest tag team to take over the NFL, baby. I mean, you had Big Quinnen getting in there for two sacks today, getting busy with seven tackles. You had Quincy out there for 12 tackles and a sack, getting involved on a couple of pass defenses, almost having the chance to pick off two game-winning passes. I mean, these two guys, these two brothers are going out there and doing things that not many tandems do in general in the NFL, let alone brothers. And not a lot of brothers have the opportunity to go out there and play with each other on the same team and make things happen. Quincy and Quinnen, those are two guys that these Jets can hang their hat on, are trademarks of this defense so far this season, and you hope to continue to see that. Quincy... What a surprise, and I got to tip my hat to Quincy Williams. Quentin, on the other hand, good stuff the last two weeks. Let's keep it up, brother. Number two, the offense, oof, the offense is able to do a little something, When the guys catch the ball and you give Zach Wilson a little time to pass, the offense can be good. This isn't a disaster like it's looked like. That's just the worst. That's the absolute worst it's been. This isn't a complete failure. All you have to do are make the little plays. Focus. Keep your composure. Make sure that you aren't looking ahead of what you're doing or trying to do too much too soon. Allow the game to come to you. The offense allowed the game to come to them today and they made plays and they made things happen. And you got to tip your hat to them. You got to tip your hat to Mike LaFleur for what he was able to do today. Although it wasn't a top five or any special defense they went up against, he still was able to call a good game, which is something the Jets haven't had through three weeks this year up until this week. So let's go. Let's see this continue. I love it. I love it so far. This was a good week for the offense. And I expect more going forward because the third takeaway from today's game, Zach Wilson is legit. And with that being said, I mean, I don't know how much there else is to say because the Jets, they showed they have their quarterback of the future. The Jets, they showed they have a defense that makes plays. The Jets, they showed that they can win Ball games, let's go baby We get it done What it do with the Jets on this W I gotta love it, I can't say enough about it I am so happy, I am gonna crush a couple more uh, Of these daddy sodas As I would like to call them, as a man on Busted Open Radio On Sirius XM calls them But, I also need some let Let you know, make sure that you know. Sorry, (laughs) that you can subscribe to the podcast. Tom to Jets on Apple, Spotify, Amazon. One last time, hit me up on the Twitter machine at Zoobeard77. I'm here for you guys. Vent to me, be happy with me. Send me your pictures from the game. Send me your pictures of you drinking at home alone or with your dog or with your friends or at the bar. Let me know how you guys enjoyed this W today. And with all that being said, I don't think there's very much to say. So I will bid you adieu. And it is time for me to jet. But I will one time for the one time. I will kill this for you before I leave you. What? 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 Ooh, cheers to you. Ooh. Peace!